Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs from around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark. I'm the founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Lynn Dutrow, who is a CCA, a chief compassionate ass kicker. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. I love that. Chief compassionate ass kicker. That's me. (laughs) Yes, I love it as well. So tell us more about you. I'm so intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, for those people who are local here uh, in Frederick, I'm something like fourth generation. I mean, I know at least back to, you know, my great grandparents, I uh, uh, have history here in Frederick County. Uh, I left for a little bit when I was in college, but I'm back. I traded Western Frederick County for Southern Frederick County. So I live down near Sugarloaf Mountain, for those of you who are familiar. And just to be clear, Sugarloaf Mountain is in Frederick County, not Montgomery County, as so many people in Montgomery County would like to claim. Um, I live right next to it. So I know these things. Uh, uh, Yeah. So um, I have an office here. Uh, COVID helped me make the decision to leave my office in downtown Frederick and have an office uh, down uh, next to my house. Um, so I'm in the woods. It's a nice place to come and uh, take a deep breath, uh, which I do have some clients who still come here. And I also see clients online. And um, yeah, I call myself an author and compassionate ass kicker. Um, I have a background in counseling and uh, I do coaching. And yeah, that's what I do. I love it. So what exactly does thriving mean to you? And coming from the coaching and the counseling background, I'm really interested yes. in hearing what you have to say. Yeah. Well, if you think of thriving and the opposite of thriving is surviving, that's what I help people do is recognize where they are stuck in survival mode so that they can, like I like to say, it is uh, help them to um, do less and be more so that they can enjoy their success with less stress. So uh, thriving to me is living your life on your terms and not on the terms of what I call your inner assholes, the parts of you that are keeping you stuck, um, telling you that things are a threat that aren't a threat. And um, yeah, so that you can, you can. Uh, so when I say do, do less and be more, it's uh, doing things with intention rather than just doing them out of obligation. So yeah, that's I what's I love it. I actually have a sign in front of me that says want better, not more. (laughs) Ah, I love it. Exactly. That's exactly it. (laughs) Yeah. So talking about kind of those threats, um, on the lines of obstacles, what are some obstacles that you've personally faced uh, when you've been trying to thrive? Yeah. So I thought about that question for a bit and I, I go back to when I graduated from college, I thought that I wanted to be a teacher. I had studied psychology and early childhood education and I didn't get a job. I interviewed for lots (laughs) of jobs and I didn't get a job. And so I ended up going out and I I would go to work at 6.30 in the morning at a uh, daycare preschool. And so I worked with the kids in the before and after school program. So I I would go at like 6.30 in the morning I would work until the kids that went to school got on the bus. Um, I would go and work a retail job for about four or five hours. Then I would go back to the daycare 
and work with this after school program. I, I think I also had an, a second retail job while I was doing this. My dad, my dad used to like to tell the story about the first week that I did that, um, coming in like on a Friday night, and I was literally fully clothed, face down, passed out on my bed. I was so exhausted. Oh, wow. And so feeling in survival mode from the fact that you know I was beating myself up because what was wrong with me that I didn't get a job and um, you know, that I had to hustle, that I had to be constantly busy and whatever. But looking back, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because uh, it pushed me to say, you know what, I don't know that being in a classroom is really the right fit. I, I kind of knew that, but I thought, well, I had to start there. So I ultimately, um, I got a job with my psychology degree. I, I worked at Brooklyn for a while and went back to school and got my master's. And the school system ended up hiring me as a school psychologist, which paid a lot more money. And I was way better suited to do than if I had started out in teaching. I'd have probably been too exhausted. I would have been too in survival mode to get to that place yeah. if, um, if that hadn't happened. So being able to reflect back that at the time I was surviving, but because I kept going, I got more to a place of thriving. So yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, right? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So aside from putting one foot in front of the other, what other resources did you use to help you keep going? Yeah, I think it was all of the reading that I did. Um, you know, this was still, this was pre-internet, but when a lot of this was taking place, so reading's always been my go-to and still is. Um, a lot, I love reading about like understanding who you are. So mindset, uh, spirituality, um, anything that uh, helped. I loved taking, you know, quizzes and figuring out like my personality types and things and just anything that helps me understand how I was perceiving the world and, and in some ways how the world was perceiving me. And so, um, yeah, I fought being a therapist for a long time. I did a lot of other different things along the way. But in the end, looking back, I've always been a student of, uh, you know, like human nature, uh, I think. And, and again, just reading what others uh, had to say on those matters and then just incorporating all of it. Yeah. I tell you what, I mean, I know we've crossed paths before, but I didn't realize how much commonality we had. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, like, yeah. like mindset. And I'm like, yeah, I have a sign about it right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, yep. That's, that's, a, that's, in my opinion, that's the ticket. The ticket is your attitude, your perception, your mindset, all of that. So, um, and that's what I, yeah, that, and I've turned it into that's what I do because that's, those are my gifts. Um, and I've, I've read all the books so you don't have to or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I My mom makes fun of me because she says, you know, even though this child showy says she has more degrees than a thermometer, she's like, she's never read a full book in her life. <laughs> so I need someone like you. Although that has actually changed since I left school. But yeah, yeah. I never, I mean, growing up, we had the internet kind of come into play. So it's very different, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, I, I love reading and, and it's been interesting with, uh, so my book actually turned a year. Like I got the Facebook notification where I took a picture of the Amazon delivery guy holding the box of books, the first box that he delivered. It was a year ago today. Um, 
And one of the things that's been fascinating about it uh, is the people that are telling me, and actually interesting, it tends to be men, but um, but people who say they're not readers who have shared with me that they've read my book cover to cover, which is such an honor that I wrote it in such a way that people who don't necessarily get through a book can get through at least most of it. So yeah, so give it give it a shot, give it a shot. <laughs> I will. So for our listeners, what is your book called? Oh, my book is called Aligned as Fuck, Transforming Your Inner Assholes Like Anxiety into Allies. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So pick it up. Amazon absolutely sells it. I think I saw Barnes and Noble does too. Yeah. Barnes and Noble online, um, Amazon. And if you're local to Frederick or Washington County, there's uh, Curious Iguana carries it. Um, down here in Urbana, the... Uh, the deli pump and rye. They have great food. You can go in and get yourself some coffee, some food and pick up a copy of my book. Um, and if you're over in Washington County in Boonesboro, over in Nora Roberts stomping ground, um, there's a uh, turn the page bookstore, okay. uh, which is actually Nora Roberts. I think her husband technically owns it, but it's like, that's her home store. Um, and they've been very gracious to carry my book over there too. That's awesome. I love it. So I'm sure that a lot of people use your book as a resource to help them get through. Um, so what types of resources are you utilizing to create a legacy? And what exactly does legacy mean to you? So legacy to me means that uh, I'm going to leave something uh, here that future generations will benefit from. Um, so I'm hoping that my, that will be my book and my upcoming uh, workbook that I'm I hope to get published later this summer um, as a means to um, really help people get to know themselves by getting to know the inner parts of them that are sabotaging and tripping them up. Um, I just feel like if I can share that gift and then those people can go on and share it with somebody else and somebody else. And um, that, you know, maybe there will be generations here that uh, that are able to access their gifts, I don't know, more, more quickly, more uh, uh, easily, and then share again, you know, so humanity benefits from, from all of us uh, understanding ourselves better. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. A book is definitely one way to make a mark. That's for sure. Yes, it, ha it has been. It's been a fascinating journey being a self-published uh, or relatively self-published. I use a small publishing house, but I'm doing all of the uh, the marketing for that. And yeah, it's been it's been a fascinating journey. And it, it's funny, a year later, and it, I'm starting to gain even more momentum. So um, yeah, Good. make it make it an impact there. And, and again, leaving that that legacy that uh, hopefully the book will continue after I'm gone. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it will. So what nuggets? I'm sure you have plenty. I just have this feeling. <laughs> 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 what nuggets of advice would you give to someone um, to kind of help them thrive in life? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think uh, getting to know yourself um, and uh, in a, in a way that you're accepting everything. I think one of the biggest challenges that I found 
when I was doing counseling is folks come and say, I want to get rid of my anxiety or I want to get rid of my depression or I want to get rid of whatever negative emotion they're experiencing, um, the negative thoughts that go on. And, you know, I, as I tell people, here's the bad news. Like the bad, the bad news is you can't get rid of them. And the good news is actually you don't really want to. You know, there are these aspects of yourself that are what I call protectors. Um, they just overdo their job and they have really bad social skills. And so allowing the space for all the feelings and all of the thoughts, but and learning that ways to um, be in charge. You can't be in control, but they don't get to be in control either. So learning how to get aligned with them um, so that they're doing your, you know, you're demoting them and, and you're get you're in charge, you're the boss. And finding that part of you that is uh, your inner CEO, your inner, um, inner wisdom, uh, wise mind. There's lots of different ways to, to phrase that. Um, but if you get in touch with that, you're going to start thriving because you're going to, you're going to recognize that we're stuck in survival mode in a lot of situations where it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So then move on from there. Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely be picking up your book. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's like an ongoing practice to be able and and like yourself, I call them protectors as well. And there's mm -hmm. some that are a little stronger than others. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. I have, yeah, I have some really strong ones in there. And it's been interesting because I had a few creep up that I wasn't completely aware of. When you write a book about this and then feel the pressure that you have to walk your talk, that's super fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> so it's been a fascinating year. I've uh uh, I've met uh, Persephone, the perfectionist, who I had not named before. Um, there's a couple others that have that have popped in uh, that I'm like, oh, okay, well, we got to deal with you too. So, yeah, I love that. Love it, love it. Any other nuggets that you want to share? Ooh, gosh. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, you know. The biggest thing, if you if you haven't been able to figure this out, that I that I learned along the way, because I'm somebody who was born, um, you know, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a firstborn. Three of the my well, both of my parents are firstborns, and three of my four grandparents are firstborns. So, what that left me with, I was intense. I was born with resting bitch face. You know, as everyone's always like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing's wrong. I'm thinking. You're interrupting my thinking." Um, you know, so very in my head, whatever. Um, but my, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it much, but my dad was a real jokester. He, you know, this was again, pre-internet, but he always had like a notebook with all the, you know, what we would call memes today. People uh -huh. used to Xerox, you know, jokes, <laughs> right? Um, he would go, he would go do his, uh, he was a business owner and he would like go to the different banks that he dealt with and they were always waiting, you know, w w for his latest joke and whatever. And I thought it was so annoying when I was younger, but the more that I've done work for myself and the more I've worked with clients, the role of humor, you know, bringing, if you're not going to thrive, if you can't see the humor in even some of the most challenging times you know, figure out where, where the humor, where you can pull it, something in 
um, because humor is a great pattern interrupter when you are ruminating or, you know, lots of negative thoughts or having, uh, you know, an overwhelming negative emotion. If you can bring humor in as quickly as possible, you're going to, it's a game changer. It is. Yeah. As I started to do a lot of self-work, I realized that I was using humor as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely how I coped with just uncomfortable, you know, situations and mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. So now having that awareness, I'm like, oh, I'm going to actually use humor because I want to use humor, not because I feel yes. like it's a crutch, you know? Yes. So. And yeah, and, and using any of this, just, it's the it's the awareness and then using these things intentionally. Because again, you know, people, when I say, you know, uh, do less and be more, they're like, but there's things that need to be done. And I'm like, I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm saying right. when you're doing something, you do it with intention, like want to do it, don't do it because you should, because, you know, please stop shutting on yourself. That 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 is going to keep you in survival. You are not thriving if you're shutting on yourself all the time. I think that that nugget was for me. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. I love the reminders. <laughs> good, good. Absolutely. So where can our listeners find you at? Um, the easiest place to find me would be my website. It's my name, lynndutro.com. And um, it's a work in progress. Uh, so I wouldn't say 100% that it's up to date right now. Um, but you can follow me um, on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I usually, I probably spend more time on Facebook. Um, and honestly, just friend me on Facebook because I, the Facebook business page, what a Anyway, I don't know there. Um, la, 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 right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, algorithms! How we do love to hate you. Um, yeah, so those are those are places that you can find me and what I'm up to. And uh, like I was saying, I think a little earlier, um, I do have a workbook coming out. And so what will eventually end up on my website is that I'm going to start doing some groups for people who you know, like the concept of maybe aren't finding themselves reading the book and the, the workbook is, is pretty, it's going to be pretty intense. It's got uh, over 20 activities. It breaks all the concepts in my book down to the most easily digestible pieces. Um, and I think people are going to want um, some guidance. So I'm going to, I'm going to guide people on a journey uh, through the workbooks um, as part of my offerings. So be on the lookout for that. Fantastic. Yes. So connect with her on social so you can stay up to date on when that comes out yeah. and go get her book now. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you go to my website, you can actually get a free chapter out of the book um, and that gets you signed up for my mailing list. So uh, there's a way to do that from my, um, from my website. Yeah. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, it has definitely been a pleasure having you on today. I was excited to hear more about you and I love how aligned we are. So, <laughs> it has been a pleasure. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was, this was a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I'd also like to thank Stephen Lamar Moore who created the music for our podcast and thank you to all of our listeners. 